Hello, friends. Today is October 27th, and this is the One Year Bible Tour Guide podcast. We hit another milestone today. We are on day 300 of our 365-day journey through the Bible. My name is David McAdam, pastor and Bible teacher in Concord, Massachusetts, and it is my joy to be reading God's Word out loud and giving the context and highlighting important facts in our Old and New Testament readings each day. We also make daily stops to hear the heart cries of the psalmists in the book of Psalms and partake of the wisdom of the book of Proverbs. We are currently in the book of Jeremiah and will read his prophecies pertaining to the fall of Babylon. In the New Testament, we will continue to read Paul's pastoral letter to Titus. So let's get started by going to chapter 51 in the book of Jeremiah, and we will read the penultimate chapter, chapter 51, the first 53 verses. Then we will finish up the book tomorrow. Jeremiah chapter 51, beginning with verse 1, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version. The Utter Destruction of Babylon Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will stir up the spirit of a destroyer against Babylon, against the inhabitants of Lebkamai, and I will send to Babylon winnowers, and they shall winnow her, and they shall empty her land when they come against her from every side on the day of trouble. Let not the archer bend his bow, and let him not stand up in his armor. Spare not her young men, devote to destruction all her army. They shall fall down slain in the land of the Chaldeans, and wounded in her streets. For Israel and Judah have not been forsaken by their God, the Lord of hosts, but the land of the Chaldeans is full of guilt against the Holy One of Israel. Flee from the midst of Babylon, let every one save his life. Be not cut off in her punishment, for this is the time of the Lord's vengeance, the repayment he is rendering her. Babylon was a golden cup in the Lord's hand, making all the earth drunken. The nations drank of her wine, therefore the nations went mad. Suddenly Babylon has fallen and been broken. Wail for her. Take balm for her pain. Perhaps she may be healed. We would have healed Babylon, but she was not healed. Forsake her, and let us go, each to his own country, for her judgment has reached up to heaven, and has been lifted up even to the skies. The Lord has brought about our vindication. Come, let us declare in Zion the work of the Lord our God. Sharpen the arrows, take up the shields. The Lord has stirred up the spirit of the kings of the Medes, because his purpose concerning Babylon is to destroy it, for that is the vengeance of the Lord the vengeance for his temple. Set up a standard against the walls of Babylon. Make the watch strong. Set up watchmen. Prepare the ambushes. For the Lord has both planned and done what he spoke concerning the inhabitants of Babylon. O you who dwell by many waters, rich in treasures, your end has come. The thread of your life is cut. The Lord of hosts has sworn by himself, Surely I will fill you with men as many as locusts, and they shall raise the shout of victory over you. It is he who made the earth by his power, who established the world by his wisdom, and by his understanding stretched out the heavens. When he utters his voice, there is tumult of waters in the heavens, and he makes the mist rise from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain, and he brings forth the wind from his storehouses. Every man is stupid and without knowledge, 
Every goldsmith is put to shame by his idols, for his images are false, and there is no breath in them. They are worthless, a work of delusion. At the time of their punishment they shall perish. Not like these is he who is the portion of Jacob, for he is the one who formed all things, and Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. You are my hammer and weapon of war. With you I break nations in pieces. With you I destroy kingdoms. With you I break in pieces the horse and his rider. With you I break in pieces the chariot and the charioteer. With you I break in pieces man and woman. With you I break in pieces the old man and the youth. With you I break in pieces the young man and the young woman. With you I break in pieces the shepherd and his flock. With you I break in pieces the farmer and his team. With you I break in pieces governors and commanders. I will repay Babylon and all the inhabitants of Chaldea before your very eyes for all the evil that they have done in Zion, declares the Lord. Behold, I am against you, O destroying mountain, declares the Lord, which destroys the whole earth. I will stretch out my hand against you and roll you down from the crags and make you a burnt mountain. No stone shall be taken from you for a corner and no stone for a foundation, but you shall be a perpetual waste, declares the Lord. Set up a standard on the earth, blow the trumpet among the nations, prepare the nations for war against her, summon against her the kingdoms, Ararat, Mini, Askenaz, Appoint a marshal against her. Bring up horses like bristling locusts. Prepare the nations for war against her, the king of the Medes with their governors and deputies, and every land under their dominion. The land trembles and writhes in pain, for the Lord's purposes against Babylon stand, to make the land of Babylon a desolation without inhabitant. The warriors of Babylon have ceased fighting, they remain in their strongholds. Their strength has failed. They have become women. Her dwellings are on fire. Her bars are broken. One runner runs to meet another, and one messenger to meet another, to tell the king of Babylon that his city is taken on every side. The fords have been seized. The marshes are burned with fire, and the soldiers are in panic. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, the daughter of Babylon is like a threshing floor at the time when it is trodden. Yet a little while, and the time of her harvest will come. Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon has devoured me. He has crushed me. He has made me an empty vessel. He has swallowed me like a monster. He has filled his stomach with my delicacies. He has rinsed me out. The violence done to me and to my kinsmen be upon Babylon. Let the inhabitant of Zion say, my blood be upon the inhabitants of Chaldea, let Jerusalem say. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I will plead your cause and take vengeance for you. I will dry up her sea and make her fountain dry, and Babylon shall become a heap of ruins, the haunt of jackals, a horror and a hissing, without inhabitant. They shall roar together like lions, they shall growl like lions' cubs. While they are inflamed, I will prepare them a feast, and make them drunk, that they may become merry. Then sleep a perpetual sleep, and not wake, declares the Lord. 
I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter, like rams and male goats. How Babylon is taken, the praise of the whole earth seized. How Babylon has become a horror among the nations. The sea has come up on Babylon. She is covered with its tumultuous waves. Her cities have become a horror, a land of drought and a desert, a land in which no one dwells and through which no son of man passes. And I will punish Bel in Babylon and take out of his mouth what he has swallowed. The nations shall no longer flow to him. The wall of Babylon has fallen. Go out of the midst of her, my people. Let everyone save his life from the fierce anger of the Lord. Let not your heart faint, and be not fearful at the report heard in the land, when a report comes in one year, and afterward a report in another year, and violence is in the land, and ruler is against ruler. Therefore, behold, the days are coming when I will punish the images of Babylon. Her whole land shall be put to shame, and all her slain shall fall in the midst of her. Then the heavens and the earth, and all that is in them, shall sing for joy over Babylon, for the destroyers shall come against them out of the north, declares the Lord. Babylon must fall for the slain of Israel, just as for Babylon have fallen the slain of all the earth. You who have escaped from the sword, go, do not stand still. Remember the Lord from far away, and let Jerusalem come into your mind. We are put to shame, for we have heard reproach. Dishonor has covered our face, for foreigners have come into the holy places of the Lord's house. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will execute judgment upon her images, and through all her land the wounded shall groan. Though Babylon should mount up to heaven, and though she should fortify her strong height, yet destroyers would come from me against her, declares the Lord. And this concludes our reading from today's portion of the Old Testament from the book of Jeremiah. Now let's take a few moments to recap and reflect. We have been reading about the prophecy of Babylon's destruction. Many of these images are picked up by the Apostle John as he describes the destruction of a revived Babylon in the book of Revelation, in Revelations chapters 17 and 18. One image that is used to describe God's judgment is that of a harvest. During harvest time, it is necessary to separate the grain of wheat from the chaff. The stalks of grain must be rendered a treatment that separates the good grain from the rest. The grain must be trampled or beaten to break free the kernels. Winnowers would thresh the wheat, throwing the mixture of grain and chaff in the air. The wind would blow away the chaff while the grains of wheat fell to the threshing floor. Jeremiah predicts that Babylon will be blown away by foreign invaders, like chaff is blown away by the wind. It will be trampled on, like grain on the threshing floor. In Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 2 and verse 33. John the Baptist used this imagery when speaking of the Messiah, whom we will all meet one day as either Savior or Judge. The wheat will be freed in the Spirit, and the chaff will be judged in the fire. As for me, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, and I am not fit to remove his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clear his threshing floor, and he will gather his wheat into the barn, 
but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Matthew chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. There is pity in these proclamations. In Jeremiah 51, verse 8, Suddenly Babylon has fallen and been broken. Wail over her. Bring balm for her pain. Perhaps she may be healed. In Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 32, we read, For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone who dies, declares the Lord God. Therefore, repent and live. In Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 11, Say to them, As I live, declares the Lord God, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways. Why then will you die, O house of Israel? Yet there is a time limit on God's forbearance. The Lord must take vengeance and will vindicate His holy justice. Babylon cannot be healed. Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 9 There is a difference between the will of decree and the will of desire. We would have healed Babylon is an expressed will of desire. Yet the judgment is the decree. Babylon cannot be healed. In Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 9, we read, We would have healed Babylon, but she was not healed. Forsake her, and let us go each to his own country, for her judgment has reached up to heaven and has been lifted up even to the skies. Yet in verse 12, we read, For the Lord has both purposed and performed, that is, decreed, what he spoke concerning the inhabitants of Babylon. In verse 29 we read, The land trembles and writhes in pain, for the Lord's purposes against Babylon stand, to make the land of Babylon a desolation without inhabitant. These prophecies are partially fulfilled by the invasion of the Medes and Persians, yet, as far as we know, Babylon continued to be inhabited, and attempts to rebuild ancient Babylon have taken place in recent years. The book of Revelation tells us that there is a further judgment in the future. Whereas Babylon is symbolic of the world system under the dominion of sin, the accurate fulfillments of the Old Testament prophecies in the past would indicate that we can expect accurate, literal fulfillments of the remaining prophecies in the future. The Zoroastrian Emperor Cyrus of Persia is an instrument in Yahweh's hands. In Jeremiah 51 verse 20, as he conquers Babylon, but he did not leave it desolate forever, as we have already noted. A future destruction of Babylon with all her idols is anticipated. This is what we read in Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 26. They will not take from you even a stone for a corner, nor a stone for foundations, but you will be desolate forever, declares the Lord. In Jeremiah 51, verse 53, we read, Though Babylon should ascend to the heavens, and though she should fortify her lofty stronghold, from me destroyers will come to her, declares the Lord. Now let's move on to our next stop in our Bible reading tour in the New Testament, Paul's letter to Titus, the second chapter, verses 1 through 15. Teach sound doctrine. But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. 
They are to teach what is good, and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Likewise, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works, and in your teaching show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. Bond servants are to be submissive to their own masters in everything. They are to be well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith, so that in everything they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Declare these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one disregard you. And this concludes our reading from the New Testament portion from Paul's letter to Titus. Paul admonishes Titus to teach carefully. Notice the first and last verses of today's reading. The first verse in Titus chapter 2 verse 1, But as for you, speak the things which are fitting for sound doctrine. And the last verse, verse 15 of chapter 2, These things speak and exhort and reprove with all authority. Let no one disregard you. He is to teach older men, in verse 2, and older women, in verse 3, young men, in verses 6 through 8, and give teaching for the workplace, in verses 9 through 10. He sets good patterns for discipleship in the local church, with the younger men and women learning from the older ones. God's grace is widely misunderstood in the church today. Many see that the Christian should focus on God's love and grace alone, ignoring His commands, warnings, and His call for ongoing obedience. Jesus said that if you love me, you will keep my commands, in John chapter 14, verse 15, and John chapter 15, verse 14. Titus explains how grace not only secures our justification, but calls us and equips us for sanctification. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus, who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. The most dangerous kind of gospel preaching today is the preaching that distorts the effects of God's grace. God's grace calls us to a life of holiness. Jesus died for us, rose again to live in us, and instruct us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires. This is countercultural, but it is the true Christian life. A life that excuses sin and takes no heed of Christ's commands is counterfeit. By their fruits you shall know them, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 20. 
Now let's move on to our next stop in our Bible reading tour in the book of Psalms, Psalm 99, verses 1 through 9. The Lord our God is holy. The Lord reigns. Let the peoples tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim. Let the earth quake. The Lord is great in Zion. He is exalted over all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is He. The King in His might loves justice. You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God. Worship at His footstool. Holy is He. Moses and Aaron were among His priests. Samuel also was among those who called upon His name. They called to the Lord, and He answered them. In the pillar of the cloud He spoke to them. They kept His testimonies and the statute that He gave them. O Lord our God, You answered them. You were a forgiving God to them, but an avenger of their wrongdoings. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at His holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. Psalm 99 is a celebration of our God as King. Let the people tremble and the earth shake. His supremacy and His mighty powers are praised in verses 1 through 3. His holiness and justice are praised, as well as His ways with His people in verses 4 and 5. His faithfulness to believer priests is extolled in verses 6 through 9, and the merciful provision that when we call upon the Lord He hears and answers. He is both merciful and forgiving, and as a loving Father He disciplines His children. O Lord our God, You answered them, You were a forgiving God to them, and yet an avenger of their evil deeds. Exalt the Lord our God, and worship at His holy hill, for holy is the Lord our God. Psalm 99, verses 8 and 9. God spoke to His servants Moses, Aaron, and Samuel, whose lives were set in the direction of obedience. He was merciful and forgiving to them, yet He chastened them for their evil deeds. It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 7. Now let's go to our final stop on our Bible reading tour today, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 17. Whoever meddles in a quarrel not his own is like one who takes a passing dog by the ears. Here is a clear warning not to borrow someone else's offense and become a third party in a conflict that does not belong to you. It is about as profitable as taking a dog by the ears. You are hurting, not helping, the situation. Direct them to scriptural principles of conflict resolution. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 15, Matthew chapter 5, verses 23 and 24, and Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Now let's pray in the light of what we've been learning. Lord, you are a gracious Father. You are altogether good and true. Thank you for your mercy and tender care. You have given us your Son and sealed us with your Holy Spirit. We are reconciled through Christ's shed blood and made alive to you by your Spirit. Your grace is at work in our lives in teaching us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires. You have set our lives in the direction of obedience and spurred us on to pursue holiness. You love us enough to discipline us when we go astray. In your faithfulness, you afflict us. You restore us and strengthen us.
We pray that all the people of the earth would reverence your name. May we be working together with you today as you build your church. May we live sensible, righteous, and godly lives to the praise of your glory. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. There you have it. We've completed our Bible reading today in record time. God willing, we'll be with you tomorrow as we do episode 301. And we will be concluding our reading from the book of Jeremiah. And on the next day, we'll start our 25th book of the Old Testament, the book of Lamentations. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can write us at podcast at newlife.org. And if you would like a written copy of our commentary on each day's one-year Bible reading, you can go to our website at newlife.org and subscribe. So may your day be full of gratitude and may the resurrection life of Jesus Christ be manifested in you and through you. Shalom.